What up, what up, and welcome back to another episode of Bach Fancy Talk. Like always, I'm your favorite only host, Bach. Today, for the first time, I think I've ever done on this episode, on this podcast, we're doing a Falcons season review. Woke up at 12.01, oh no, excuse me, I woke up at 7 a.m. on Monday and looked at my phone and saw that Arthur Smith was fired. And like every other Falcons fan, I didn't look at that notification and get happy. I looked at that notification with disappointment. Uh, This season was a massive disappointment, and it kind of went down to Arthur Smith's decision to go with Desmond Ritter. It's just it just hurts. It just hurts. This is, I had this team going eleven and six, and realistically, I thought they could have done that. They just it just wasn't the season that should have happened. This team should have won the NFC South. This team should be playing on Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. It's just a disappointment. It's just a real disappointment. Um, and we can talk where it went wrong, and I think where it went wrong was turnovers and quarterback play. I thought the defense was excellent for the first time in a while. I felt like the Atlanta Falcons had an excellent defense, and there was a couple games where. When we needed a stop, the team got a stop. There was a couple games where this team did not get a stop, and I think the only two was Carolina and Tampa Bay and Minnesota. So I guess three. But it felt like this team early on was getting stops when they needed to get stops and win the games. Uh, I'm going to start off and say I think Arthur Smith getting fired obviously is 100% the best move. That game against the Saints kind of forced him out. Of the spot, I think with Arthur Smith coming out, I think Dave Ragnow should be out. I don't think Ryan Nielsen should be out. I think he should be definitely in contention to have a job next year. But the problem is bringing in a new head coach is just such a scary thing for a franchise. It's just such a scary thing. And this franchise had seven head coaches in 22 years. That's terrible. I mean, that that puts, that puts them in the poverty level of ownership. And I was having this talk last night with my dad, and it's he puts money into the franchise, but he's not putting winning into the franchise. And I think Matt Ryan had what three or four coaches, and he was the guy. He, he like he was the no doubt guy for what 14, 15 years, and he's had three head coaches. It, it just it just it just does not sit right. It should have been Matt Ryan and. Hell, Mike Smith for a while. Should have been Matt Ryan and Dan Quinn for a while. It's just just been disappointing. Arthur Smith probably was the worst coach ever in Falcons history. But with that, let's lead on. I have the Falcons going 11-6. and six. Um, At the start, it looked really good. Win against Carolina, win against Green Bay, L at Detroit, L at Jacksonville. And this is my predictions. W at home against Houston, W at home against Washington, W at Tampa Bay, W at Tennessee, L at Minnesota, W at Arizona, W at against New Orleans at home, L against the Jets. That's assuming Rodgers was playing. W against Tampa Bay at home. L at Carolina. Actually, I got that right. Uh, w at Indy. W at Chicago. And L at New Orleans. So, I I mean, Detroit and Jacksonville, I wasn't shocked that we lost. I knew that was going to happen. Just Houston was a great win looking back on it. Uh, Washington was bad. I'll go through the games. Uh, week one, I thought was an excellent. Just It was just a great win. You didn't know what Carolina was made of. You didn't know how good of a team they were, and I thought it was a great win. I mean, they won at home by 14, not too easily, but it was a pretty solid win. The defense looked really promising. Uh, Green Bay was a very good comeback, and that's when everybody looked at this team and said, okay, this team's different. This team is changing what they're doing. And then you go to Detroit and you lose, and that that was almost expected. Like, Detroit's tough, tough to win in, and they're a nice 
team that's starting to come be on the come up. And that was just a game where you just got outplayed and Ritter looked bad and it's okay. He's in this first year full starting. He should look bad. Like that's a game where, okay, now he makes mistakes. You go to London and it was, it was just a miserable game. It just wasn't a fun game in London. At least Detroit's fun to watch, but that game was just, it was just weird. You're waking up early. It's not fun to wake up early and watch your team lose. And then you sit with it for the rest of the day. So I, I think the London game wasn't my favorite game. W Houston, the defense just played exceptional, exceptional against Houston. That was a great win, great team win. And I was I was really happy at that, watching that game from Florida and watching the team win. Uh, the, the game at home against Washington was where we should have started having concerns as Falcons fans. Because for some reason, Washington has beat us three years in a row. And for some reason, we play Washington again next year. Uh, Washington's the definition of a poverty franchise. I think what Josh Harris is going to try and do there is going to be something special, and they're going to be great to come. They have good draft capital coming up. Just You should have just beat Washington. You shouldn't even, you shouldn't even beat Tampa Bay at their place. You should have not beat them. Ritter threw three turnovers, had two in the red zone. Uh, at Tennessee, you should have won Will Levis' first start. And it was one of those games where I said, I sat here on the podcast and said, you don't have film on the guy, and he was hot. Like he played great. He played great, and I I loved Levis coming out of college. I think I had Levis as the second or fourth pick. So it's nothing against Levis. Um, I always thought Levis was going to be a good player. So I sat there and kind of wrote with my take and said Levis was a good player. I said he's going to be a good player, and he proved me that he is. If Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson play that Minnesota game. It's lost anyway. It just happened to be a story that people are going to talk about for the next two or three years, which is just unfortunate. Uh, I love, I think Kirk Cousins one of my favorite non-Falcons, and we'd love for him to come to Atlanta, but I don't think he will. And, I mean, if we got the unfortunate, we played a fresh quarterback at Tennessee, fresh quarterback at Minnesota, and a fresh quarterback at Arizona and Kyler Murray, and they just won. I mean, that's also, I had the Cardinals going 4-13. and 13. And they ended up going 4-13, and 13, so I'll sit here and say I did a good job on that. You had the bye, and it was a great win at New Orleans at home, and you look at this next remaining schedule, like, all right, this team's going to do it. Like, this team's going to win the division. Then you play the Jets, and you beat the Jets. It wasn't pretty, but you beat the Jets. You're like, all right, it's looking good. We got Tampa at home. We play well at home. And then we lose to Tampa at home. And it's just disappointing. And you start pointing fingers. Now the division's in Tampa's place. Tampa's hot. Tampa's doing this. Tampa's getting all the media attention. And we're just sitting here and saying, we had a shot. How do we not get it? Uh, the loss of Carolina kind of just ended the season right there. Honestly, should have just fired Arthur Smith and packed our bags. And somehow we go into Indianapolis and we beat Indianapolis. The Saints lose bad games. Bucks lose bad games. All right, this team played well against Indianapolis. They played with a chip on their shoulder. They were playing for somebody. And then you go to Chicago and just get your – I don't want to edit this out. But, you know what I mean? You get your butt kicked. Like, it's just not good. And I think what I saw in the Chicago game is the players have lost respect for Arthur Smith. And he lost the locker room. And when a coach loses the locker room, it's time for him to go. It's time for him to go. You go to New Orleans, you get absolutely embarrassed. It's time for the coach to go. It's time. So this season was a disappointment. Um, everything was aligning well. And we're going to go through player by player and what I kind of think happened. I think special teams has been excellent. I don't even know our special teams coordinator. 
But man, has he done a good job. Like special teams, Avery Williams went out. Avery, Avery Williams led the league in punt return yard, punt, yards per punt return last year. And he was out. And D. Alford did a solid job returning punts towards the end of the year. I think, honestly, it should have been Scotty Miller. I think special teams was really good, and they turned it around. I think I think Koo was about to fall off, but he made some kicks. He had some tough kicks in the snow and some long ones, but he'll get he'll get back on track. And I think the two things that went wrong with this team was not sacking the quarterback, but keeping the quarterback in the pocket. I mean, this Ryan Nielsen did a great job. Whether you like it or not, Falcons' stats drastically improved. Drastically improved in sack numbers as a squad. It, it, it's, it's phenomenal what they did to improve the sacks. And we had 42 sacks. That was expected. That's what we should be getting this year so we're going to talk um we're going to talk about quarterbacks first and next year obviously with arthur smith gone if you ask me what coach i want i say ben johnson i don't think ben johnson comes here but i think you want to get the goals to get an offensive minded head coach because one you just fire the offensive guy who's calling plays you're not going to keep dave rag now and have dave rag now call plays what the hell is he going to do he just he was kind of there because arthur smith there i expect rag now to be fired um, expect a couple more moves offensively, but I think this is going to be a coaching process where it's going to take a long time. And I don't think that's the wrong thing because I think you want to get it right. Like this, this franchise needs a coach who's going to get this team right. But Arthur Smith was really good in Tennessee. He was so good in Tennessee, y'all. Don't if you if you didn't watch that team, that team made the AFC Championship with Ryan Tannehill as their starting quarterback. I mean, that team was good. That team was so good. I mean, oh my God. Okay, let's hop into it. Quarterbacks. I don't think. Taylor Heineke should come back next year. I think Heineke was worse than Ritter was. I really do. If it wasn't for Desmond Ritter's turnovers, I think this Falcons team would be in the playoffs. Um, I think just for cap purposes, you don't bring back Heineke. I don't think Heineke impressed me at all. I mean, he's an Atlanta guy, but hell, who cares? Make Desmond Ritter an Atlanta guy at this point. Uh, the thing that hurt Heineke is he just he just has literally has nothing special. <laughs> nothing special whatsoever. And there's a lot of times where there's the deep ball, we need a deep ball thrower. Because if we had a deep ball thrower... A couple of these games are a lot, a lot more different. So I'm, I don't, I don't want Heineke back. I'd be fine with Ritter coming back. But if both of them are gone next year, I would not be sad. I think Heineke should go. Uh, just red zone turnovers, turnovers in general. No guy was special. None of those quarterbacks were special. None of those guys. Both those guys are okay backups at at max. Um, running backs. I mean, Bijan, Bijan was not a bust. Bijan's great. Bijan should have had over 1,000 yards rushing and should have had 1,500 all-purpose yards. I think saving Bijan was kind of a mistake. I just don't – his role was terrible. His role was terrible. I mean, I'd love to see his usage go up a little. I watched Bijan Robinson highlights today. I'm like, this guy's incredible. That aerial view of him against the Packers game was phenomenal. It, it was it, – I just could not believe what I was watching. It was that good. It was so – so good. He is so unbelievable. And watching that guy in OTAs and coming and saying the fantasy preview, Bijan just looks better than everybody out there. Bijan just is the definition of an athlete. 
he's so good. And he he was the safest player in the draft. So we got to start using this guy. And I think the, if you get Ben Johnson, he's going to get used. He's going to use it. Algier, for his contract, he's great. I mean, he's sixth-round pick, and he's playing phenomenal. And that just shows how you should wait on running backs in the draft. But if you pick a running back early like Bijan, you should use him. I think Algier is going to be here for the next two years. He could get a nice little contract extension after that. But I think him and him and Bijan are going to be a nice little one-two punch for the next two years in Atlanta, 100% no matter what coach is here. Uh, Cordell Patterson, he's still in out of shape. I've been saying that from the start. He's gone. I don't think he liked his role this year. I don't blame him. Um, but I also don't think it was a place where he should have been here. Anyway, I don't. I think he, he should have known that his role was not going to be what it was. And it was probably one of those things where Atlanta was – the his first two seasons in Atlanta, he had a great – it was it was so much fun for him. And he enjoyed doing all that stuff. He enjoyed kind of being a guy you're going to rely on in the offense. And I, I can see why he's upset, but he just – he shouldn't come back. He shouldn't come back. Snap count numbers, I can look at them all I want. It's it, He just shouldn't – he shouldn't have even been on the field. And they hyped him up all season. Oh, he's the Joker. He's the Joker. Hell, who cares? He was not a Joker. The only thing – the only thing he did was joke me and act like he was going to kick re- or return the kickoffs. He never returned the kickoffs once. Very frustrating. Uh, but I think the running back room is going to be really great. It's a nice little one-two punch, and you get a top ten running back in there no matter what you like it or not. And when the media defends him, and, and the media is ridiculous. Like, Marquise Jones-Drew not saying B. John's a good running back. All right, dude, what the hell you want him to do? Like, it, it, that guy's that guy's an idiot. The, other than that, solid running back room. I'll give a grade on all these positions. I think quarterback was a, was a, a D minus. I think running backs was an A. I'd just give an A just because I thought they were great. Uh, wide receivers. I'll give this room a D. If you get Drake London, like if you watch Drake London's 100 yard games, you look at that and say, how the hell is this guy not getting the ball every game? How is this guy not putting up like an Amon Ra? or a Garrett Wilson type of numbers. Like, he's really good. He's really underrated. He's he's legit. He's, he will be a superstar. He's better than Olave. Maybe not Wilson, but he's better than Olave. If he gets an assistant that's legit next year, he can be really, really good. I just think you're going to need a second guy to throw to besides Drake London. Uh, but he's great. He'll be there for the next three years. He's not a bust. I mean, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be picking busts at skill positions in the top ten. But I think... Drake London will be on the team next year, but I think every guy I'm about to list won't be on the team next year. Van Jefferson, he was solid. I mean, he was solid. He had a couple times where he was open on a deep ball. I think it was against Tampa. There was one game at home where he was wide open. I think it was first game, so maybe Washington. He was wide open, and Ritter missed him. Shocker. Um, there was three or four times where he was open for a touchdown. If Stafford's throwing in the ball, he would have 150 more yards and three touchdowns. And the only thing he'll be remembered for on the Falcons is dropping that pass against Tennessee when Heineke came in and started giving this team a little bit of life. Matt Collins, Matt Collins, I was excited for. Like, when he had that catch against the Packers, I was at that game, and that that got me fired up, and then he got hurt, and then since then he was a special teams guy. Uh, Scotty Miller, he's just a wannabe Braxton Berrios. Uh, he won't be back. He won't be back. Cordero Hodge. I could see him going somewhere that's contender, kind of like Alameda Zacchaeus, or a guy that just stays in Atlanta because he's nowhere to go. He's not, not great. Tight end. I think this tight end room was great. I thought, 
thought Pitts was awesome. Honestly, I mean, Pitts looked hurt. Pitts looked hurt all year. He looked hurt all year. Didn't look like himself. I think once you get this guy a full offseason, I don't think you trade him unless you get a late end first or a high second just because there's kind of no point in trading him. And I'll talk about the head coaching opening at the end. He just should have been on IR the first four weeks. He seems like he rushed back. And this is a guy where you got to sit here and remember when he had a legit passing quarterback like Matt Ryan, he had 1,000 yards in his rookie season. If he has just an elite quarterback or any quarterback that's throwing the ball, he will get 1,000 yards easily. Kyle Pitts will be back. He will be fine, and he will save your fantasy team next year. Jonu Smith, his cap hits next year $9 million, but he should stay just because he made a big impact. He had big plays. Jonu Smith had big plays, and he was one of those guys whose career was kind of revived in Atlanta. He was pretty solid in Tennessee. He got the nice contract in New England, and he just kind of faded, and it seemed like it was more Hunter Henry's role in New England because it was weird to sign two tight ends to pretty lucrative contracts in New England. But he, he played really well in Atlanta. I liked what he did, and he will 100% be back next year with as long along with Kyle Pitts. Uh, Pruitt, Michael Pruitt, he, he'll be gone just because of the new staff. Tucker Fisk will probably be gone just because of the new staff. Parker Hesse will probably be gone because of the new staff. And then John Fitzpatrick, I he came on the podcast, nice guy. He unfollowed me on Instagram. But he it's just one of those things where for those type of guys, those practice squad guys, it's scary that a new coach is coming in. It's scary for them because the, if the coach and the GM get on the same page, he could get cut. So those four guys, unfortunately, it, it's going to be a sweat. But also it's an off season where you're looking at it and you're saying, all right, I got to work even harder. I can get back in this game. So we'll see what the new coach does. But for those four guys, it's going to be a little risky next year on making the roster. Keith Smith, he was great. I don't know if he's going to come back just because of the new coach. There's a lot of questions regarding the new coach. I didn't even realize it was his 10th year in the NFL, but he's done an excellent job here. No matter what you say, I thought he was, Key Smith was great. Physical, played a lot, cared, and I thought he was phenomenal. Um, I think every single offensive lineman that I'm going to name will be back here next year, and it doesn't even matter on the coach, and that's kind of because of their contract situation. And it's also just because they were good. I thought every... Lyman was good. I don't think really anybody – I didn't really watch any of the offensive linemen. I'm like, damn, get this guy out of here all year. I didn't I didn't say that all year. I thought the offensive line played great. I love what they did. Um, Matthews, he's getting a little old. His contract's a little expensive. But in the NFL, age and experience at the offensive line matters a ton. Like You don't want an old running back, but you want old linemen. I think this offensive line's top five – at minimum, top 10 in the NFL. Jake Matthews was great. I thought Bergeron was pretty solid. He played really physical and downhill. Dahlman, I didn't realize how good he was until I kind of looked at PFF and I kind of watched a little bit of film on that. But I loved Dahlman. I mean, Lindstrom. Lindstrom's unbelievable. Lindstrom's great. Really nice guy, too. He actually is a really nice guy, really friendly, good guy. Um, Caleb McGarry, I think he's playing pretty solid. I think his contract makes sense. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be back. Uh, and then Storm Norton, he was kind of one of those guys at right tackle who was solid at being a backup. And I think Storm would be a great guy to have back. I also thought Mike, I thought the backup center, Mike Measle, was, I think his Mike Measle was not that great. thought he was all right, but he played a little bit, he played too much in some games for my liking, but that's just because Dalman is out. Um, defensive end perspective, 
Clayus Campbell, at the age he is, the position he's playing, and the production you're getting from Clayus Campbell was phenomenal. Phenomenal. On and off the field, he seems like a great leader. He seems like a likable guy. He, I wouldn't love for him to come back. I think he'd be a guy who can play one more year and come back and do one last year because I think there's this team's going to start having some belief next year with the new coach. I liked Campbell. I think one problem this team had, and a great example it kind of blew up, is when Justin Fields was in the pocket, Dupree didn't sack him. I think it was Anyamata missed next, and he just rolls out. That happened a little too much. Getting pressure but then letting guys escape, not sticking your pass rush lanes. That was the biggest problem I thought defensively from the side of ball, the ball. And I think takeaways besides Jesse Bates was a problem as well. I didn't think we were getting that many interceptions from anybody besides Jesse Bates. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Uh, Bud Dupree, I thought he was solid. He wasn't a game wrecker, but I thought he was solid. Um, Zach Harrison. Zach Harrison is a lot thicker than I thought he was going to be. Um, but I thought he was solid. I thought he was solid. I mean, he'll come back. He's still on his rookie contract and he's cheap. I thought Zach Harrison did a pretty solid job. Lorenzo Carter, I think he gets cut. I don't think he's that great. He had one or two decent plays. He didn't have any, wow, big plays. And his contract's a little expensive. I'd rather save the $4 million and let him go. Arnold, let me get this right. Arnold Ekekebi, I don't know. Arnold, number 17. He was a solid pass rusher. He was flying around. I think he's one of those guys where you kind of just need to keep him around and give him two more years and see if he breaks out. I think he could break out potentially. Second round pick in 2021 out of Penn State. He was solid. It's just can't run block. So he was always in when we were passing. Highest percentage of snaps he played was 62%. That was in week two. And then he kind of faded out of the rotation. And then he kind of kept coming in for the pass rushing snaps. So he wasn't the greatest guy to have, but he was solid. First, second round pick, he's a bust. But he he does have the potential to be a really solid player. Defensive tackles, David Onyemata. He was he was good. Him and Grady Jarrett, besides uh besides Aaron Donald, I forget, I should know this, the other defensive tackle in Los Angeles. These guys were great. They were great inside Onyemata and Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett and Terra's ACL. He was great they were both exceptional and i loved it i think grady Jarrett comes back it just kind of sucks he tore his acl it's kind of weird because you don't see it happen in interior that much and he was playing at such a such a high level this year so it was unfortunate and then you you traded for contavious street who's pretty solid actually i thought he was solid coming over from philly i think philly defensive tackles and defensive lines done a great job i think philly i don't know what's going on there i haven't really focused on that but the defense tackles were pretty solid this year. It's just injuries kind of killed him. Because when Anyamata would be out without Grady Jarrett, Grady Jarrett's really good at playing a lot. It was just unfortunate. And then you you got Street. You got the uh, the guy from the St. Louis Battlehawks and Albert Huggins. And you had Taquan Graham rotating a ton. And at the end of the year, it just, it just injuries kind of killed the defense. It was still solid. But the Saints game and the Bears game, you could just tell this team was just riddled with injuries. And they... No big plays were happening that were changing the game. It was just good defense. I think Nielsen's great. I said that earlier. It's just defense tackle just kept getting hurt, and it was very frustrating. But linebackers, oh, my God. 
Caden Ellis, Nate Landman were exceptional. Landman was great. Landman was so good. Keep in mind, he didn't play two full games. Three full games. He had 110 tackles. Caden Ellis played every single game. He actually came Ellis went out in week 18. But Lamin was so good. He was so good. He should start next year. And honestly, I would move to a 4-3. I would start playing Troy Anderson much, a lot more because Troy Anderson was great at the start too. Uh, best player on defense, I think. We'll do offensive MVP, defensive MVP. But um, offensive MVP has got to go to Bijan, obviously. Defensive MVP, obviously, is going to go to base. But those... Those linebackers this season were the best part on defense as a unit, not not individuals, but as a unit they were great. Uh, we'll move to cornerbacks. I think this is an interesting discussion to have next year. AJ Terrell will be back whether you like it or not. He did solid. He gave up a couple touchdowns, but it's one of those things where he wasn't getting the ball thrown at him a lot. He really wasn't, and I think that's a good. That's just a good thing to have is having a quarterback corner back who's not getting the ball thrown to him. A ton. So I think. I think AJ Terrell will be in Atlanta for a long time. I think he's an Atlanta guy. And I liked what he's doing. I thought he did great. I thought Jeff Picuda was the biggest disappointment on the Falcons this year. 100%. At the end of the year, he's barely even playing. And he's one of those guys who comes over for what a fifth or a fourth round pick. And it's like, all right, this guy's going to do great. Um, last three games of the year, snap percentage was 24, 6, and 9. Jeff Akuda will not be back on the team next year, and he's one of the bigger disappointments. The guy who started getting more reps was Clark Phillips in my cues. Uh, if Clark Phillips was about three inches taller, he would AJ Terrell and Clark Phillips would be the best cornerback duo in the league. Not the best, but maybe one of the best, because he would be exceptional. He was great coming out of Utah, I believe. It's just his measurables aren't great, and you saw it in that Chris Olave catch he made in the back of the end zone the other day. Clark Phillips is three inches taller. It's a completely different game. It's one of those things where it goes, where it goes. We'll see how he does in the league. But in his first year, I thought he was pretty solid. D. Alford was all right. I'm not in love with the guy. Mike Hughes, I'd cut just because his contract's expensive. And Trey Flowers is more of just a more of a special teams guy. Uh, Bates, I mean, he was exceptional. Flying around the field, interceptions. There's nothing wrong with Jesse Bates. He was one of the best free agent pickups of the whole offseason around the league. Uh, Richie Grant's solid. I think it's going to be one of those things where Richie Grant might go, depending on the new head coach. He's going to stay. He was an all right second round pick out of UCF. Mm, I just he he hasn't proven it to me. I haven't looked at games yet and said, "Man, good play, Richie. Man, good job, Richie Grant." It's been a couple times like, "Oh, Richie, what are you doing?" So not in level fit. Demarco Halems, I thought for a seventh round pick, making the roster was incredible, and I thought playing a decent amount that he did. I thought Halems was pretty solid. He played. I guess he was hurt the last week. Started playing a little bit over Richie Grant. Then he got hurt. Richie Grant started playing. So he's being out second round pick. So definitely something to watch next year. Uh, Young Hoku, he'll be back, obviously. Bradley Pinion will be back. Liam McCall, the long snapper. I don't know how long snappers work. <laughs> so that's all I got. And as this team heads into what will be another coaching carousel in a year that doesn't seem like there's 
great head coaches to go for. I just want this. I just want to get a coach who picks a quarterback in the first round and develops this quarterback to where he's going to be an Atlanta Falcon for a long time because this franchise needs a guy not named Matt Ryan to lead him. And I think I haven't done much research, but I, from what I saw, if Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Jaden Daniels gets picked to Atlanta, I think they'll be phenomenal. I think the best thing that happens is Jaden Daniels comes to Atlanta. I haven't looked at many of the top, top head coaching candidates NFL 2024. I'll look at it right now, but I think this job isn't the worst job to have. I don't think that. I think there's very solid opportunity with this team and that you're going to have. If Atlanta Falcons get Ben Johnson, I will hype up this team so much. It will be unbelievable. Ben Johnson would be so good in Atlanta. Just the Detroit Lions offense, and he can pick a quarterback he wants. It will be such a good fit for the Falcons. That's what I want. Mike Frabel's on the market. I don't think there's any reason to go after Frabel. I don't know what Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh offense or defense. I don't know what Harbaugh does, but I don't think that there should be a defensive guy coming in. So Jim Harbaugh's an offensive guy, so he's definitely got to watch... Hell, Jim Harbaugh went to the Super Bowl, so I don't know why you would not want Jim Harbaugh for the Falcons. Bobby Sloak, the guy in Houston, could be a great could be a great fit in Atlanta. And it's something to watch. I don't think Will McDonald makes sense. I don't think Dan Quinn makes sense, obviously, because he's already been here. And I don't think Raheem Morris makes sense because he's also already been here. So you can cross those guys off the list. I don't think the Bengals offensive coordinator makes sense just because... They run a lot of shotgun, and I don't think that's what this team is designed for. So, as the season goes out, it was a disappointment. It was a disappointment. And it's just it's just unfortunate, but it's one of those things where that's how the NFL in life goes, and you're just going to keep, keep moving on. And the thing is, I still enjoy watching this team, and I still enjoy the Falcons, no matter what they do, just because once you start winning and this team starts winning games, people are going to start rooting for the Falcons, which is interesting. I still find it enjoyable to watch this. And the thing is, is the losing will make the winning feel better, and... I think that's what you got to look at in the Falcons. Because once this team starts winning, it'll make the losing feel a lot better. Um, before I head out, shout out to Rush Williams for making the edit on the Instagram. I'm trying to turn it up a little on the Instagram and the podcast and just trying making stuff better. Trying to get other voices on here, but I'm also just trying to build my own platform and start to build something that could be decent and legit. I still think the Falcons game was fun. I went to the Panthers game, Packers game, Vikings game, and Colts game. 
I think that's what three and one, four and one this year. So solid year. I'll thank the Falcons. It was great. I thought it was fun, and I did a lot. I put a lot of time and effort and money into this team, but I still enjoyed it, and I'll enjoy it all the time. Thank you for listening to Bach Fantasy Talk. If you've not followed us on our Instagram at Bach Fantasy Talk, I highly recommend you do. Like always, I'm your favorite host, Bach. Next episode we have coming out is the playoff preview with Rush Williams and hopefully a couple others. So make sure to look into that. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.